There's the fanfare. That means it's time for another movie review with Madeline. Matt, the new movie Blonde, another movie about Marilyn Monroe. Uh, at some point, it's going to be more films about Marilyn than she was actually Than she actually in. made, especially yeah. once she hit it really big. Then the, her output got, got very minimal because of mm. some personal problems. But yes, yeah. uh, this is the new Netflix film directed by Andrew Dominic, the New Zealand filmmaker. And I would say... Right now, this is the leader in the clubhouse for the most polarizing movie of 2022. Okay. People are talking about it. I've had a couple friends of mine that I respect their movies' opinions that think it's close to a masterpiece. But I think the general opinion, and this is my view, is that it is 167 minutes of almost torture porn. And what I mean by that is the suffering the crying, mm. the uh, exploitation of her life on screen is on full display for nearly three hours. Mm. The audience never gets a rest. Uh, so what Dominic does is he adapts Joyce Carol Oates's biographical novel about Marilyn Monroe, and I'll get to that problem in a minute, and kind of puts his directorial stamp on it. And it's a very, it's a very obvious artistic movie. Uh, the aspect ratio goes back and forth between widescreen and 4 by 3 It goes from color to black and white. There are graphic images of fetuses and abortions being performed, uh, you know, things that may or may not have happened in Marilyn Monroe's life. And so it's, it, it's a very visual film. It's a very artistic film, but I don't know that it necessarily works because mm-hmm. in the end, you just want the movie to end. It's a long, slow death march to her ultimate demise in Brentwood in 1962 uh, with her overdose. Mm-hmm. And you're just following this scene by scene of what a miserable life apparently she had. Uh, and we do know there were many problems, of course. But you have to believe that somewhere <laughs> there were some good moments in her life, and they're hard to find in this movie. I think that's the main problem with the movie. It feels exploitative of Marilyn Monroe a she bit. She was pretty exploitative. She, she was. And she, you know, you mentioned there's going to be more movies made about her than she made. Sixty years after her death, she remains this figure that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows instantly who she was. She's this kind of fascinating yet controversial pre-feminist America icon who, you know, is known for her sexuality and uh, was exploited by men and things like this. Now, the fact versus fiction part gets very interesting, and I'll get to Anna Armas's performance in a minute. So there's a lot of things in this movie that really happen and a lot of things in this movie that probably didn't happen. And that is where the fine line between when you're using historical figures, what is what is the what's the right thing to do here? And what I will say is, without getting into too many, too many details, if you're relatives of Joe DiMaggio or John F. Kennedy, you're not going to like this movie uh, because they are in some scenes. You know, they were you know DiMaggio was her husband, JFK lover. That in all likelihood did not happen, uh, from what my research has suggested. But again, this is artistic license. But with historical figures, it gets weird. At least for me, it gets a little weird. Now, Anna de Armas is not necessarily the first actress I would have cast as Marilyn Monroe. Uh, physically, ethnically, she does not really meet the physical requirements of Marilyn Monroe. But that being said, I'm totally okay, as you know, on this show with actors stretching, 
playing against type, going for something they're not necessarily accustomed to doing. And so she gives her all. I mean, the crying and the emotions that she brings to this performance are off the charts after a while. I mean, it's just, it's a tortuous performance to watch. So she gives it her all, even though she doesn't really look like Marilyn Monroe. I think Michelle Williams was better in my week with Marilyn. Uh, The person that comes off best in this movie is Adrian Brody as Arthur Miller, who was her last husband, the playwright. In the movie, Arthur Miller, Joe DiMaggio, these famous men are never really identified by their name. It's baseball player, playwright, etc. But Brody really comes off good as Arthur Miller. And those are the scenes I like best in the movie is when she meets Arthur Miller at acting, acting classes in New York. And one thing I think that Dominic made a mistake of as a director is I wanted to see more of what what made Marilyn Monroe great on screen. We don't really get that in the movie. Like she's in New York doing this actor studio thing and Miller is watching her, but we never see her do the scene. And then later they're talking about the scene. I would have liked to seen Anna de Armas do an acting scene as Marilyn Monroe. So we kind of get a sense for what made her great. And we don't really get that. I think that was a misfire as well. In talking, you've used the phrase fact versus fiction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, an argument can be made that Marilyn Monroe didn't exist. Right. Uh, You know, she was born Norma Jean Mortensen. Mm -hmm. And this was sort of an alter ego. Did they get into how much of her life was mythologized? Yes. I mean, that's that's the main aspect of the movie is she is a creation. Uh, and she always refers to people when she meets them, my name is Norma Jean. Mm. So uh, with friends, she's Norma. And so it is. she understands it's this complete creation uh, by her agent, by her. Uh, I think the movie, by the way, that best captures what made her great is Niagara, 1953, if people are interested in watching a Marilyn Monroe movie. Um, so, yeah, that's a huge part of this film. Another huge part of the film is her upbringing from her mentally troubled mother. Uh, and the father she never knew. That's a huge aspect of this movie. And he really he really digs deep into that as well. Uh, but I think the overarching thing that I'm left with with this movie is I couldn't wait for it to end. It was just this slow suffering uh, toward the ultimate demise of her death in 1962. Is that perhaps evocative of how she might have felt towards the end? Probably, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But I think... I would have made some different directorial choices. Joyce Carol Oates has come out and defended the film. Of course, it's based on her biographical novel. She's going to do that probably. Uh, But I think in the end, the general opinion here is going to be this was a misfire. And the other thing that's hurting Andrew Dominic in the press right now is he did an interview where he said he basically was not a fan of Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. And he kind of derided her in the interview. So if you're watching that interview, you're kind of like, is this the guy really to direct this movie? Yeah. And I think it comes off on screen that he's not a real fan of hers. Mm. And we don't get that sense of what made her kind of a good comic actress, which she is in some Like It Hot and some other movies. Hmm. Well, we mentioned at the very beginning there have been a lot of films made about Marilyn, including the film Norma Jean and Marilyn, which stars Ashley Judd and Mira Sorvino, who won an Oscar for... Mighty Aphrodite in 1995. All right, we've been to the movies with Madeline. <laughs> 